Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm CL Kita. I'm Drama Geek. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We just picked our next drama, Reply 1994. So if this is something you would be interested in, it is the perfect time to come join us. You can find the link in our show notes. Surprise announcement. We're going to be having a Patreon appreciation month for our kimchi VVIPs. And that is going to be in September. And what that means for those of you that pay for our Patreon, we're going to be like tripling the amount of podcasts that come out just for our Patreon uh, members in September, as well as we're going to have some giveaways, maybe an extra movie watch, uh, just fun stuff is coming ahead. And we're going to just pack it all into one month to just let all of you that support us month to month know that we really appreciate you. And you guys are the reason that we are able to keep the podcast going because it pays for all of our fees and all of the equipment we need to be able to do this with all of us. And so I'm really excited. So if you want to jump in right before we're going hog wild on content, then now is when you should do it. So you'll be already prepared and excited to get tons of extra content as well as all of the content we've been putting out for five years. So of course it's worth it just for that, but you're going to be getting like extra, extra, extra in September. So something to look forward to. I'm super excited. Um, And I'm going to be bringing back some fun things from Korea because I'm visiting Korea this summer. So you can look forward to that. We'll have some giveaways and fun things like that. All right. So our topic today is we are going to be talking about the drama, My Perfect Stranger. Oh, we have so much to say about this, um, but we, I just for me, this is like, so this is K-Drama Jen. This feels like um, we kind of, some of us started watching this together because I happened to be in Portland when I was starting it. So we, some of us started watching it together. And so just being able to continue watching it and then talk with one another as it was going on, because there were so many twists and turns, but let me give you a quick synopsis. Synopsis, sorry. Uh, so Yoon Hae-joon is the youngest anchor to ever work at his broadcasting station. He is calm and straightforward as a journalist. And he's very kind in his personal life. On the other hand, Baek Yoon Young dreamed of becoming a writer who wound up working at a publishing company. And so the two somehow travel back in time to the year 1987. And there, Yoon Hae Joon tries to find the truth behind a serial murder case. We've got a serial killer where Baek Yoon Young um, is attempting to prevent her parents from getting married. And so they soon realize that their objectives are connected. So there's lots of little twists and turns and odd connections. It's what we're going to be talking about today. 
So the big question, this is the Alkita. Why did we start this trauma? Well, you've probably noticed I've been really quiet. I have been like, it, it has been a desert for me with any kind of Asian content. I've struggled, been on that struggle bus hard. Um, but school was almost over and everybody kept talking about it. And so I did what I always do. And I succumbed to peer pressure <laughs> and I started watching, but baby CL Kita, who is 15, was watching with me and she got hooked and I was hooked and everybody was talking and we were in our conversations and I really do well with that. Like if I have that group connection, which is another reason to pimp the discord. If you have a hard time watching things on your own and you need to like talk to people about it, go talk to us over there. I kind of alluded to how we started watching it. I started watching this. We, it was one that I was kind of anticipating and it showed up um, as I was visiting in Portland. And so we got to watch it, um, those first couple of episodes together. And as Silkita said, once you start watching a drama, like with a group of people, it just makes it more fun, especially one like this that has so many twists and turns. Um, and then I do remember I came back, I called Silkita and we were chatting on the phone and uh, as I was driving and I was like, oh my gosh, you have to watch this. Um, so I'm really, really, really happy that um, we all were able to watch this together. Peer pressure, peer pressure. <laughs> Well, and I was really sad that we weren't podcapping this. And it just, it was just because the way it aired and we had already started Dr. Cha podcap. And then we are really into um, the tell of the nine tell 1938. All three of these dropped really close together. And so just with the, uh, the recording schedule that we had for other shows, this one just didn't quite fit in schedule wise. And so I was, I was so excited when we were going to record this today. And I started because I really like the male lead. It's really rare that I don't enjoy a drama he is in. He's just one of those actors that just engages with me. He's kind of like a guy next door, every guy kind of person. And so just for whatever reason, he clicks with me. And so I usually try to watch everything he's in. And of course, the female lead, Come and Hug Me Girl, we loved her in that. And she's had a lot of good shows since. And she always kind of brings something new to a character. So I did it for the characters. And of course, like time traveling serial killer. And you know, I love serial killers. <laughs> I, it was just fate. So Kim Dong-wook plays the role of Yoon Hae-joon. And Jin Kiju plays the role of Bak Yoon Young. And of course, there are many others in this as well, but those are the ones that we've mentioned. It's funny because this aired on the same network as Tale of the Nine Tailed. And so, as one of their promotions, they're like Monday, Tuesday, Dong Wook, uh, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, Dong Wook, like Dong Wook. Oh, and then he's got another drama that the actor in this drama is in. So, I think it was like almost every single day of the week. Because there's one, I don't think there's any platforms we have access to that no. this Dongwook is his other, what is it? it starts with a D, deliriously. Delightfully deceitful. There we go. Delightfully deceitful. So because of 
pushback on the, when this one aired or something like that, or the other one that was supposed to air earlier, but they just happened to overlap. And so it was the same network that had both of his dramas on. And then it had, uh, the tale of the nine tailed dong wook in there. So every day of the week, there was a dong wook on, on the screen. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not why I started watching the drama, but I, I gosh, I can't even remember. I think it was just the promos. I really like the, um, a lot of the dramas that happened like the 1987 era, like when they go back to that. So I really liked that aspect of it. And I like the act, the actors and uh, the actor. And so I just checked it out. And then after watching the first, um, episode or two, I was like, Oh, I'm in, I'm a hundred percent in, I, I'm loving it. So yeah. So without spoilers, did the time travel trope work well in this drama? I'm going to say yes. I think that this was really well done. It's a unique way. Well, unique for K-dramas uh, to time travel. And I think that um, it actually worked out really well. That's my opinion. It's hard to do it without spoilers, but yes. <laughs> I will say that they definitely used the less description is more way of time travel where they didn't go into great detail. And I think it definitely worked because then I wasn't having these huge plot holes that I was trying to fill in with. Um, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, here they're just like, this is how it is and went with it. And I went along with them and appreciated it. So yes, it worked for me. I think because the drama wasn't about the time travel, but what time travel could possibly help you do if you've got something that you want to change or, or anything. I think that that's like, they focused on the characters and so you didn't really care too much about the explanation of like how you got there and then what happens when you get back necessarily. The, the mechanics didn't matter to me. It was all about the characters and what happens in the past and the changes that happen and everything. So I didn't care as much, but I feel like it worked. And that's why, like if it would have been a weaker story, I might've had more questions, but because everything else about the story was so strong, I was like, eh, okay. And so it worked. What I thought was whenever I first started watching this, it felt like somebody had really done their research in what's worked and like not modern research. This had the same kind of feel of older time travel shows from like the 80s, the 90s. It was um, very back to the futurey. Very back to the futurey, yeah. very yeah. much. Um blast from the past type stuff where they they focused less on the technology more on the people and honestly I feel like the story really focused more on the story and not on you know all the extraneous stuff that just has been bogging everything down for me lately um I really I love time travel. Okay. It's one of my favorite tropes. And when it's done well, it, it's, it just makes your brain so happy because you, who doesn't want to think about going back in time and fixing things or seeing things. Um, 
but I, I felt like this had the hallmarks of things that we've enjoyed maybe from our childhood, maybe from our teenage years. Um, and it was not as, you know, convoluted as some of what we've been watching has been. What was your favorite aspect of this drama? Family healing, romance, the serial killer mystery. I know other people are going to hit the other point. So I'm going to say the serial killer because <laughs> I enjoyed there was so many twists and turns with the story that you didn't quite know where it was going. And I swear I was convinced that I was right and I wasn't. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And we would like like everyone on the discord was debating over who it was going to be and all the red herrings. And so that was a lot of fun watching that. And I wasn't completely disappointed on who it ended up being. And so just the whole serial killer thing was a lot of fun to talk with friends and like try to guess if you knew what was coming next. So I enjoyed that. I loved sitting in the background going, I don't think you're right. I don't think you're right. I don't think you're right. I don't think <laughs> you're right. And then you thought I was right. <laughs> and then you're like, you weren't right. <laughs> but you were almost convinced I was right towards a while in. <laughs> yes, there were moments. But um, I, I think that that part of it, the, the, to get watching it together, I don't know that we've had a drama that we've watched from beginning to end and watched each week as they aired the same way that we watched this one. So being able to be like, have you finished? And then this is my new theory. And this is my new theory. Like that part was probably my favorite out of just watching it all together. Um, like you said, I'm sure everybody else is going to mention the family healing. So that, that was probably my favorite aspect of it. But outside of that, that part of it, of us being able to play the whodunit game together as we watched and we were current on it and not having to like hold that information for like five to six weeks. And then finally, when you get to that, be like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what I thought, but that's not what it is. So not being able to truthfully answer <laughs> all yeah. of that. So it was just fun to be able to be in the moment watching it together. Yeah. Wow. I, mine is a tie between the family healing and the serial killer mystery. I really loved the family interactions. I, I just, I loved them. And I loved, I loved, um, Yoon Young and how she reacted to everything because at the beginning, she's not really likable. And I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. Um, she's just busy. Mm -hmm. And the way that she treats her family in the past is just, I, I was in love. I was in love with all of them, all of them. But the serial killer, I had so much fun with my conspiracy theories. I had so much fun with my conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, none of them were right. None of them were right. And I think that's even more fun for me because when you have all these conspiracy theories and you follow the red herrings and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well now, <laughs> how did I miss this? So I just really, I really liked the, the combination of the family healing and um, the serial killer. Of course, I have to talk about serial killer as well, just because 
this it has to do with the fact that we were watching it and just waiting for the episodes to drop and then like calling and being like oh my goodness did you like that like we yeah or texting each other like let me know as soon as you're done with episode blah 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 whatever it was so that was super fun but i have to say and i know we're in the spoiler free section so i'm gonna say this was a swoony romance and we'll get there but it was i thought it was lovely um and we didn't talk too much about family healing because we're in the spoiler free section but when we get to the spoilery section we we have to talk about that because that was a huge piece of this drama we are warning you now because of the type of drama this is this is a whodunit mystery especially if you like that part of it, which is what we got a lot of like fun out of it. And it's not even who done it, but also like the key members of this show, they start revealing their past and somebody you might've suspected, then you're all of a sudden going, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's what was going on with that person. So really for, for real, if you have not watched this drama, stop the episode, go watch it and then come back because like, I just feel like if you know some of the spoilers that we're going to talk about, who is the killer, all of that, you're, it'll, it'll spoil it for it you. It really will. Like we, <laughs> sometimes we say like, okay, we're going to give spoilers. And I know even when I listen like to one that I like when like a cozy chat for a drama that I haven't watched, I'll keep listening because I'm like, oh, I just want to kind of hear what they have to say. Don't do that this time. Like it really will ruin it for you if you don't have the element of like, like who is it? Oh my gosh. It's, is it her? Is it him? It's, ah, oh, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. For they real. did such a good job of that, that it's, that's part of the enjoyment of watching. I thought everybody was guilty at once. <laughs> right. Except for the two people who travel back in time. You were like, yeah, they were the only well, ones that I wasn't suspicious. They of. I actually alive. was suspicious of them too. Like <laughs> even with alive. like God's <laughs> gift 14 or 14 days. Right. After that show, I'm like, it could be anyone. <laughs> yes. Is there like his future self time traveling and killing people? Right. I don't right. know. You don't so. know. You don't know. All right, so yeah. we jump. This so this is spoiler time. So we jump right into the action with Yoon Hae Joon randomly finding a an abandoned vehicle, and I might point out car running, door open, manual right there for him to find, uh, in the middle of the road. And of course, it's right next to a tunnel because you know that's where you would put a time machine. So there's a time machine. It results in him traveling through various points in time, including the future in which he had been murdered. Did we believe that this was realistic? Did anything bother us about the setup? Um, I it was the way they did it was kind of comical, and again felt like a throwback to like Back to the Future. And I loved the music that they played while he was in his time machine traveling car. Didn't make me think too much about it. I enjoyed the opening sequence. I enjoyed his time travel and I didn't have any problems with it. I loved it. I mean, we have the reference to back to the future with the car. We have the tunnel, which is, you know, everybody knows in Korean dramas that if there's a tunnel, we're going back in time. 
That's just how it works. There's <laughs> or a pond. <laughs> or <laughs> sexy immortals are going to come walking out through it. And I was just thinking right. like the goblin uh, kind of like slow walk scene might happen. Yeah, right, but they right. travel through time. Mm-hmm. Sketchy yeah. stuff happens in tunnels in Korea. Like those kind in of Korea <laughs> don't follow the same rules as no. the rest of the planet. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, honestly, I felt like the fantasy aspect of that, it, it worked. It was simple. It was yeah. so simple that you just accept it and move on. That's I how mean, I felt. Yeah, that's exactly I, I how like, I felt. Cool. Let's go. Yep. I was like, I'm not going to spend any time trying to figure out like a few times I was like, huh. I wonder how that car got there. And I'm satisfied with, <laughs> I'm actually satisfied with how it happened. Right. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and, but I was so invested, like, because, you know, we don't have too much time to ponder. We just get right back into the action. And so, yep, I was good. I was fine with it. I love, I just loved that he's the type of guy. He looks so clean cut and like, almost a little like standoffish just visually but he's the type of guy that will find an abandoned car running and be like whatever let's give this a try yes it says it's a time <laughs> machine <laughs> and, it's, and it's totally very nonchalant like woohoo time travel you know but he's a journalist the- so he yeah, has that burning very- curiosity yeah. it's totally believable he's a journalist here's a time machine he's gone maybe <laughs> or i would at least be like is someone injured around here or you know where's the person that the time machine was left i i would have questions if i was a journalist why is there a questions? manual like <laughs> i know so, so to say the manual was there to tell him what to do he just jumped it's in, meant to read it, be. You but it was like a published yeah. manual, like from a car company looking manual. Like it wasn't like yeah. just like, here's some handwritten directions. It was funny. <laughs> it I, it was fun. It was fun. And it. it was not crazy. And he's the type of guy that'll just be like, cool, time travel. I'm going to see myself in the future, relaxing on the edge of a lake fishing. But no. I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> and now I'm on a quest. <laughs> but it was a perfect setup. Like and so now like, I'm going to bring yeah. all of my computers and everything back in time so that I can yes. do research. And fake myself a employment as a teacher. <laughs> like, not, <laughs> right, just not like, even as a journalist. Not even just like random rich dude that no. lives in town. Oh, no. I need to teach. Well, and he needed to get close to the yeah, he had to know the, people. the suspects. Uh, there's and nobody there's pays other a ways. whole lot of attention to teachers. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we well, blend in. All like, right, if a random you don't think hard about it, said, "Hey, your kids are sniffing glue and they're going to be caught by a reporter," I'd be like, "How does he know that?" Like, but no, there's no question of that. It's like no, because oh, he's trusted he their children. Yeah, of course we're gonna let let the mysterious stranger take care of our our little offspring who were sniffing glue. Man, that was a great scene. That was a great opening scene for him showing up too. Glue sniffers. Who knew? <laughs> well, let's talk That's about such a nineteen eighties thing to get high off of. <laughs> Sorry. 
All right. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> moving on. Accidentally hitting someone with your time traveling car and dragging them into the past is definitely a unique meet cute. Do we like our OTP meeting this way? Well, I mean, how else are they supposed to meet? They've got to have some kind of a collision in order to be together. She can't just well, go without the car. I, I, I still don't know how that worked. I think it was something to do with the car. And how, well, if she was walking be. through a tunnel, how could she, she not expect to get hit and go back <laughs> in time? Exactly. I mean, I mean, clearly. She was asking yes. for it. She was asking for it. She was hoping that it was all along. Yeah, she was right she by that just, But she had just said, well, I forget exactly how she put it, but remember she's, she's in She wishes she could go back and change things. Yes. She wants to yeah. go back and change things. And yeah. then here he comes with the car and boom. Yeah. Now we're there. And she's got, got us so she's much. Got it all. And she even had a slightly 1980s outfit on with the because scarf and everything. How, it's all coming back. Yeah. I was going to say their clothes the entire time they were back there were not clothes from that era. They were just wearing clothes from like their regular closet, which I don't know where they got. Who knows? Like, why did she have a bunch of clothes at his house? Anyway, we will not get too deep into that thought, <laughs> but they both just pretty much wore clothes that you would wear now, but they blend, they were blending in. So, you know, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. I liked it. I thought it was cute. And obviously they had to meet kind of in a dramatic fashion so that they could, you know, he had to drag her back in time with his time traveling car. That's the only thing that could happen. Well, and I liked that both of them were injured. Both of them had head wounds, possible concussions, and they're meandering about like, what is going on? Or she is. You know, and then she runs across her mother <laughs> and, <laughs> and just like hooks onto her like a baby duckling. Mm -hmm. And it was, and just Mama! like, yeah, just like, <laughs> oh, I time traveled. That's cool. I like that they had the younger version be her mom at a young enough age that she could easily recognize that that was her mom. Mm -hmm. yes. And I did like how they kind of did that little seen as her as a toddler with a slightly older looking like just slightly different hair and stuff of the same actress actress yeah and so that really worked for me because mm -hmm. sometimes you think oh people look so different but if How they got they if they yeah. got pregnant right out of high school they'd look very similar as when she's very young and so that really worked for me um i was really really sad that we didn't get a better soundtrack out of this drama because he had that amazing song he was playing in his car as he was going through the tunnel and he was singing along and it was this awesome trot song and he hits her and then we don't get any great music through the whole thing i felt that was a big loss and i just had to put it in somewhere discussing <laughs> that because i was a little upset yeah. and i felt that was one of the few misses out of the show is they could have had some really great songs to accompany the different moments and transition scenes. And I felt that was a miss. Um, but with her meeting and the meeting like that, I loved it. I love the scene of her wandering through the streets, not really realizing right away. And everyone kind of giving her a weird look because she's like bleeding and she's in this dinky small town. 
And of course, she's the stranger in the area. So everyone's kind of like glancing at her like she's weird. And then her like duckling onto her mother as her mother's being dragged to do delinquent stuff. It was the whole scene was just really great. And then the run in with her dad. And ah, that was such a great opening scene. And at the same time, as she's still like traumatized because she literally just came away from identifying her mother's corpse in the modern days because her mother supposedly committed suicide and she had just she was in full drama traumatic ptsd kind of situations and so all of her reactions made complete sense at the time and in the emotional state she was in and that was really great so yeah I think my fit, cause we've talked about their meet cue, which I loved. I there, I loved their dynamic throughout the whole drama, but, um, like you mentioned, she runs into her dad. And one of my favorite parts is that he keeps thinking that, was it his shoulders that ran into their heads yes. and bleed? Yeah. <laughs> because he runs into the, uh, to the male lead too. So he thinks that his shoulders are, cause he's been working out. And so he thinks that he's caused them like their, their forehead to bleed. Cause he's just so buff. It's just oh my gosh, like it's the crazy. intro for her dad from the moment. Yeah. And we, you know, we had already seen her dad at the, like, uh, when the mom was found. And so we already kind of had a knowledge of his history. And then you meet the younger version. You're like, Oh my gosh, I love him. Okay. We have to figure out what happened and we need to, you know, we need to change something because, because he's so he's different. So yeah, he was just uh, yeah. a bundle of humor and and loveliness from the first moment on when you see when you meet him. So you want and to... he falls in love at love at first sight and it's <sighs> super cute, too, with her mom. Oh, yeah. 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 So I like that actor. Do we know who he is? He hasn't been in a lot. I don't is this he... like his first stuff? Because I would totally watch him. I will yeah, watch he was him. So charming. Else. He is so he... charming. So charming. All right. But on so, <laughs> so both of the leads want to change the future by changing the past. So first, Yoon Young is determined to keep her parents from getting together so her mom won't commit suicide in the future. Discuss. But let me just begin. <laughs> so we, I mean, you've kind of alluded to this, but I love that, first of all, she immediately recognizes her mom. And she basically is like, she's, she is, she's, she now has a, a second chance and she feels like her mom's life was ruined because of her dad. And so she is all about keeping them from ever getting together. And so she just basically like chases after her and wants to become her very best friend. And, you know, her mom is very different than I think she ever imagined. And so discovering that her mom is like, uh, loves to write and loves to read, even though that's not what she saw growing up and that she's just so adorable. She's so sweet. Um, I love this dynamic. I love that she's, I mean, you've already talked about the dad, um, and just how cute he is. And then, just how she puts herself between them because clearly he has fallen 
or her mom, but she will not let him have any of his game. Like she just keeps like inserting herself. I love it so much. I love that she just like punches him and slaps him and is like, no, dad, no. <laughs> like, and then she'll grab her mom and like, you could do better. Leave him alone. <laughs> like I say no. <laughs> and again, keep in mind, she's this total stranger that just inserts. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny but I know a lot of people were kind of like doesn't she see the big picture come on stop like trying to not get your parents together you're not going to exist but well, I think they did address that that she didn't yeah. care yeah yeah he like she's once like the guy finds out what's going on he's like you do understand that means you're not gonna you know you're not gonna be born and she's like I don't care like my mom, I want her to live. I don't want her to live this, this uh, sad life and existence and then kill herself. So that's, what's important. So I'm keeping them apart and you can't stop me. And that's it. That part of it was like with her just coming from it, it completely made sense, but it was just this like hilarious dynamic with her. I think part of the reason she was able to get away with some of it is one, he just showed up too. So he just moved to town. So he's new, she's new. And then the mom, she's kind of being like under the radar bullied by these girls. So her daughter swoops in and starts like standing up for her. And so- smacking the crap out of them being like, I will ruin you. I will wreck you. He was oh. so confused. He's like, what is wrong with me? Why are you so against it? It was hilarious. But she's never understood her parents. Right. And I think that that, it, that is a theme that I think anyone who watches this, it would really resound with any of us because we don't understand what drove our parents, what motivated them back in the day. And if you've ever had um, divorced parents or parents who seem to fight all the time and you just don't understand that there was a time that they were in love and things were good and, and, and you weren't there. So you don't know what happened to pull them apart. And when her mother is, you know, modern day mom is so insistent on, you know, be kind to your father and trying to include him in things. And then whenever her mother dies, her dad is gutted. Yeah. He is gutted. And there's, there's a relationship there that she doesn't fully understand because she doesn't understand what happened in the past. And she doesn't understand the allowances that her parents have made for each other because of their flaws. Um, is it right that they, they were like that in the modern time? No, nobody should live like that. But is it understandable? Of course it is because we're, we're human and things happen and people put up with a lot of crap. And that's why she is so frustrated. And when she sees him, it doesn't matter that he is young and handsome and charming. This is the man who has never been there for her ever Mm -hmm. in her life. All he did was get her mom pregnant. And then he was a ghost. Um, you know, she talks about he was never there for her. He didn't teach her how to ride a bike, all of these things. And it floors her when she gets to know him because he grew up missing his parents. And there are things that are important to him 
and she doesn't understand what happened between this person that she meets in the past and the dad that she knows in modern time. So, I mean, I get it. I get what motivates her. Um, I get why she would be like, you know what? I just want my mom to be happy. Um, I'll be reborn as somebody else's child, but my mother only has this one life. Um, and I get that. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird mix, but I think that it drives the story well, because her love for her mother is what drives this story. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked at how they, her family just didn't talk about trauma. They did yeah. not talk about all. Yeah. They didn't talk about the murder of her aunt. Yeah. They didn't talk about what happened to the uncle or yeah. what happened to her dad. She had no clue of what the torture that he went through and the guilt and his her uncle and everything they went to. And it's pretty much living with someone who comes back from war with extreme PTSD and cannot function in regular society but not knowing that's what happened and so she just sees the dad and the uncle that literally cannot function and are not connecting with people at all and with her or her mother and not being supportive where the mom knows what happened and so the mom is choosing to stay with this person who has pretty much been to a war torture situation and cannot function anymore, but she still loves him despite it. But there's no context for the daughter to deal with any of this or to process yeah. any of it. And I was so shocked at how that family just completely cut off anything bad that happened as if, well, we do not discuss this ever. Well, her mother and died stoicism. too. Like, so her sister and her right. mother. Yes. Yes. So her, yes. yes. Like, but I mean, she had no comprehension of right. any of this. Yeah. And so to see the family out of context, it's just like so selfish and so horrible and to treat people this way, but to see it in the context of the extreme trauma that these people went through and to be able to love them anyway and know they're never going to be the people they were but love them anyway, she doesn't have that context or that ability to comprehend what happened. And, and her parents that's definitely that protected her. Yes. And that's definitely on the part of the parents because they're just thinking we'll keep her safe from all of this dump of horror. But in reality, it created someone who is very kind of like self-absorbed on how it just affected her and not being able to see what the family had to, the parents had to go through to even keep it together that much, you know? Yeah. And so it was a great story arc. I also really appreciated how a lot of the humor of the show came from the discovering family story arcs, which was yeah. appreciated. It definitely helped ease the tone of it wasn't 99% serial killer intensity, it was cute little moments like her telling her dad, keep it in your pants, you know, or, <laughs> or her yeah. like, you know, going against the bully girls, which was, there were some humorous moments or the dad teaching her how to, to get out of things and to fake injuries or whatever it was like things a dad would teach. 
Um, Even on Hey was, June's side, there were like moments where, oh, yeah, the, like, like with his mom saying, and his oh, mom look- kept trying to to show him how to drink tea properly. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's just a lot of great moments that just took you out of that intense, holy crap, someone's murdering people vibe. Yeah. And it was it the tone connections on all of it was really well done. I feel it was perfectly balanced. Hey, June wants to catch a serial killer, one who kills him in the future. And he knows this because this serial killer leaves a um, memento at all his killings. It's a matchstick box of the cafe that with matches. But instead, all the matches are taken out. And I think it's a piece of paper that says women who read are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so all of these murders, including his own and we discover our leading lady's mother also had the matchbox left at her her death. So we know they're all related. So he decides that he's going to go back before the murders, figure out who it is with all the modern doohickeys and knowledge that he has and is going to stop that killer to start with. And that will save him in the future. So this is the huge, big plot for him because someone was um was arrested for the murder out of the three suspects but he killed himself the day before he got out of prison so he knows it's not the real he's not the real killer is how it kind of starts out and so he's going to discover who the real killer is by going back and doing proper procedure and police work that the police did not do because 1980s cops are not always the most competent in any dramas. What would you call it? The political atmosphere and the focus of like they were trying to find communists and spies and like that. There's a lot Sometimes that overshadowed actually looking for evidence. They were just. Unfortunately, finding a serial killer got overshadowed. Yeah. So it's chaos. And so, but he's going to find out the real deal. So that's his whole thing. Oh, and also when he (laughs) wrecks her or wrecks her into the past, the car dies. So before he was going back and forth, seeing what happened, what changed everything. So he was going back and forth and being on top of all this knowledge, but now they're both stuck in the past and they can't go to the future to see how things have changed. And so their information has now become very limited. I think that's an important arc that that really makes them have to live the experience rather than always being above it and trying to change it that way. So, yeah. Yeah, because he only has the information that he's brought back with him so far. So he only knows yeah. like who the suspects were originally, where they were, why they were considered suspects. And then when the murders took place, um, so that his goal is like to then prevent and figure out or prevent or witness at leading up to he's still he's trying to make sure they don't die, but he's also trying to to see who was the one that he did wants it, so to he catch the him. killer. He so he doesn't in die. the act. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he wants to to do that. So I think that that um, 
him being there stranded now because he, he didn't invent this time machine and he doesn't no. know how it works and <laughs> he, he doesn't also even doesn't know how to fix a car a car right <laughs> so he doesn't know how to fix a car and he doesn't know how to fix the time machine and um so yeah he <laughs> he's stuck and then she's stuck and he doesn't know that she's connected to all this it takes a while for him to find out um that she's connected and it also takes him a while for him to find out that her mother um was, was another person victim. that was was a victim yeah so it takes him a while to find all of that but out but so his his general like who done it trying to figure all that kind of stuff out and he's a de- he's not a detective but he is a journalist so he has um experience in that type of thing so although um, he thinks I, very linear i was surprised at how linear he thinks right like he's not always thinking oh if i change this then it's all going to change right necessarily so or that was that an interesting experience jumping around with suspects that. weren't um that weren't the because like I don't think he broadened his thought process enough at the beginning yes. of his uh, like to try to solve it like he was just really focused in on who the cops had as suspects and I mean it turns out that none of the people they originally <laughs> suspected were you know were the actual killer and so he I think he was very short-sighted and not kind of looking more uh at like at the surroundings although I still don't know if he would have been able to see because it was a very big blind spot of his that I don't know that he would have been able to to determine who the killer was (laughs) I I have to agree um I think that he his planning had some flaws but I don't think he planned on his reaction to his family yeah and I don't you know his his relationship with these people he he was raised begrudgingly um always felt like he wasn't really wanted and he's also seeing his family in a whole new light. Um, and it's very difficult because he gives himself away to, to his grandfather, like pretty early. And his grandfather has, there's, there's a lot of history there that he didn't think enough about his own family history to bring him to any kind of a potential of what was going on um but if you look back you see signs of who it could have been it's still hard to believe but it it's not that um our final reveal is not that difficult to come to terms with once you think about everything that's happened um but he definitely he he, his fake ID and everything, he can make all that. He's got all that stuff there. And that's what cracks me up is I, I'm trying to figure out how he has all his money. My guess is he he kept going back and forth. Yeah. So he, brought he kept it going back future. and forth till he was stuck. And so he definitely um had access to things that he could sell or whatever he had to do how for do you funds. Give, anyway. I mean, it well, would, he did I worked at a bank and we had old money, but we didn't have that old money. Right. Yeah. But I think at a lot of collectors, you can go and buy certain things that um, 
or, you know, if he could, well, and the time travel thing wasn't just that time. He could go whenever he wanted. The way it worked is he, he'd end up any year, but on the day of that year. So he could go the same year over and over again on the same day if it was a year later. So that's True. why he's stuck going linear through the year. He can't just jump to, well, this is when the killings happened. I'm going to go the day before. You know, he can't do that because it doesn't work that way. But he could go years earlier, get money somehow or know something that happened, make a bet, whatever the case is, get money and then go forward. I'm assuming it was probably something like that. I mean, we were otherwise, how would he own that? We don't have to think too much. (laughs) Right. I mean, I think a teacher who is getting paid. Yeah. (laughs) That's the other house. That's what I was going to say. He got a salary because he was a teacher. So he, but he also had all of the equipment and things. So, I mean, by the time she gets sort of swept into this, he's been there a while. (laughs) Yeah. He's so, established. That's for sure. Yeah. And he's been able to, you know, we don't know how many times he's traveled, but at least enough to bring his computer and all of the documents from the future and all of And that. make a like a hidey hole in his house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that house. I want that house. Yeah. Like the person who loves 1970s architecture just wants that house. So, so even Just though. Saying. I mean, like this was like beyond murder board. This was like a like oh, yeah. a murder it was room, pretty cool. you know, little murder hidey hole space. Where's my murder room? I don't I know. Have a murder room. <laughs> well, with you know, with your daughter moving out, maybe you can make that your own murder room. I could just see my husband's reactions to that. <laughs> he'd, he'd be like, "No, no, you cannot." So, uh, I like that. <laughs> Maybe when my second one moves out, there, you know, 18 months from now, there's a goal. A murder hidey hole. Okay. I like it. All right. So what were the highlights and negatives of the serial killer plot line? Did we enjoy all the red herrings? And what was one of the best fake outs? And we can actual, sorry, we can discuss the actual killer a bit. So I... Sometimes if a writer does too many red herrings or done in a way of like where it just is so ridiculous, a lot of times I don't like those, but I feel like the writer did an excellent job throughout the whole thing because a lot of it was more about what your preconceived notions of people might've been before you get and you, you know them a little bit better and know why they are acting. A lot of it had to do with why is this person the way that they are? Even the main person that everybody was like, she's the killer. She's the killer. She's the killer. She's the killer. She that was also- me. <laughs> no, but everybody, <laughs> there was so many people. Yeah. You were not the only one, but the writer that our female lead is um, the uh, editor for, which I feel like that's one of the biggest plot holes of like, why would her mom not be like, no, don't work for her anyway. Um, But even her, like she gets an explanation and you get to see behind the, like what was happening in her life? Why was she the way that she was and completely made me where I was, I never liked her necessarily as a person, 
but I could see and understand the decisions that me she made. And I totally felt bad for her. I mean, she's the victim of domestic violence from her brother and she just wants out. She'll lie. She'll cheat. She'll steal. She'll do whatever she has to, to kind of get out of that situation. So she made sense, but she was probably the biggest red herring of everybody. Um, even so much that even toward the last couple of episodes, you're like, are you sure? You know, but, um, I, and I, I felt like even every person that they kind of put up as a possibility, the brother, um, so her dad's brother, the uncle, like him being a possibility as a serial killer, he totally makes sense. Um, and the way they revealed like why he wasn't the serial killer and what happened to him, they did it in a way that there were some people even on the last couple episodes are like, why is he saying those odd things? It, you know, when this stuff has happened, is he, he's still suspicious, um, but, and I, I think that they hid the real killer well enough, but then when everything unraveled, you're like, okay, all right. So that makes sense. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that as we were investigating each person, it was actually us getting to know that person and understanding why they acted the way that they did in the, in the, her present day and kind of eliminating them as suspects. So I enjoyed the process of like eliminating each suspect and moving to the next one. And so I, the, I, I'm trying to think of the negatives of it. I, the only negative I can think of is at the very end, when they explain why the killer actually is killing, it was a little bit flimsy, but again, the story was written so well that I wasn't like, I was okay with there not being this long drawn out explanation or anything like that. So I, I a hundred percent, like it was probably one of the best done who done it serial killer logical red herrings and then revealing who it was that I've seen in a while I truly enjoyed it so my brain has been hyper focused on um red herrings um I made the decision that my freshmen are going to be reading murder on the orient express over the summer because I'm a mean English teacher and we do that so as I was watching this, I, I, my little English teacher heart just totally embraced every red herring, everything that made me think, made me try to figure out what motivated the characters. I loved it all. I was convinced it was the fake author or her um, bully bestie. I was convinced. I, I mean... I was convinced too. I was there with you. So. I knew that it that the author didn't actually shed blood, but I thought she organized it and Bully Bestie did the deed. I was I I just knew it. I knew it. Um, and I love being wrong. I love thinking that I know what's going to happen, and then this writer swoops in and is like, "Nope." Um, I I love a good red herring. I, I can't help it. There's no drawbacks here for me because it it was just the chase was on and I was following. <laughs> I also loved the serial killer plot line. I was really convinced for a while that it was the uncle because he kept saying weird things. Like even after we figured out that it was the dad, he said, and I, I didn't think it was the dad because he wasn't in town. Like, I just sort of was like, oh, okay. But then 
then he said something about like, oh, that makes me really angry or whatever. And I was like, oh, and they just kept showing his angry look. So I'm, I know they did that on purpose, but, and then for a minute, I thought it could be his mom when she walked into, like when she opened the gate and walked in, I thought maybe it's her. And I was like, no. And then anyway, I actually really liked it. I think that just all the twists and turns made this so much fun. It was so good. Like every week I had a different idea. Yeah. The only thing I would say about this is I felt like we almost didn't have enough time once we found out who it was to get like delve into the serious reaction of, hey, June's reaction to the reveal that it was his dad, if that makes sense. I, I feel like I would have liked a little bit more depth right then. Uh, it just felt a little bit rushed, like through the the dad steals the car and, you know, that that fight. And then I just felt we didn't have enough time to kind of get a hey, June settlement reaction. And then the quick explanation as to why kind of thing. I I felt it like jumped towards the how it affected his mom and grandpa and their reactions more than him having a genuine reaction to the situation. And I, I felt I wanted a teeny bit more depth just right there. I also like, did I miss something or did it explain why suddenly he killed the mom 20 years later? Did I miss something with that? They never explain why he nope. killed the mom. Never explained and I it. wish they had explained that because that's one of the big things that kept me thinking it was the you wanted to read girl. the book. Yeah. Well, and the you saw the mom at the mall. She they wanted to read the at book. The mall. And if she read that book, she was going to know what was what happened. But I'm, she didn't. But how but did she, he know that? But how did he know that? He wasn't part of their lives at all. He may have seen them at the mall. I don't, I mean, he would have because known Because he wasn't, but he did, he wasn't really around either of them though. That's the thing. It's like, he wasn't like a character at all in the, in the front. He wasn't really mentioned at all. Like there was no, no nothing. And then suddenly the mom's dead by the, the dad obviously killed her, but we don't know why. And so I wish we had known why. Because it was kind of one of those plot devices, but it wasn't ever explained. Agreed. Well, and I, that so, coupled with this. To... <laughs> Sorry, my dog. I was like, I hadn't stopped to think about it, but it doesn't Sorry. bother me, though. I'm fine. It, it doesn't bother me in the main be-all. I just wish we would have had one teeny little flashback where he sees both of them maybe at the mall or something. For some reason, he sees both women together. Well, and... now I'm going to have to go back and watch. Maybe he did. And we just don't know. <laughs> because he was in the weeds watching at when the, uh, she found the matchstick book because he left the matchstick book. So obviously he knew who she was, the mom. And there was a reason he killed her, but we never get the reason. Well, what, since she was the original author, if she had read that book, but he didn't know that she was, so, no one knew that she was the original author. Right. <clears throat> so my theory, and this is, you know, who knows, 
But my theory <laughs> is in the original timeline, she didn't die. So she died after he got the serial killer to um, actually be released from prison and not kill himself. And so now the that guy's out and about and he knows that he can kill people again and it'll be blamed on the other guy. And so right. he had Maybe. already wanted to kill her back in the day because he killed her sister. He definitely hit, knew who she was. And I don't know if in the original timeline, he I assume he never kidnapped her to begin with in the original timeline, but that she yeah. was still somebody on his radar. And so he's like, ooh, she's, he's been released from prison. I can go kill somebody now. That's my only thought process without them giving us an explanation. But yeah. But it did was- it happen after he was released and didn't die in the first timeline? Because yeah. in the first timeline, <laughs> yes, he yes, died like- and then he killed his son and he found out he died from the serial killer, okay, but which made him their go back. love child comes back and rescues <laughs> them. I mean, See, like, let's... And this is where we know. The, but the love child disbelief. indicates that no matter what, they would have found each other. Right. Um, and so, but, like, they're so the a finite of situation. The original, who they thought was the serial killer, he him meeting up with his sister... And her having the mud on the bottom of her, her, that happens right after she was murdered. So his brother, Mm. or her brother is released from prison the same day that her mom dies. And then we thought, oh, she did, she, the, the writer killed, because we see that scene where they meet up, she's got mud on her pants. And it never goes anywhere. Right. It never explains why she even says there, why she would have met up with somebody that she, he would have met up with somebody. There's some scenes that were cut out. There has to be. It's possible. Yeah. Well, and it never explained why the dad killed his son too later on. Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Mind blown. Weeks later. Here we are. So we jumped between the killer and family plot arcs. What was shocking was how powerful the drama was when it came to the family <laughs> connections. Um, what were some of our favorite scenes between our leads and their family members? I My favorite scene is going to be when she, see, she goes back and she first sees her mom mm. and her mom is young and alive and vibrant and she cannot stop herself from calling her mom. And yes. her mom is so confused, but she's so kind. Her mother is the yeah. kindest person. And just Yoon Young is just so happy. It's believable. It's it's so believable because we know that she's had this trauma of losing her mother, who she took for granted. And she's realized that she's taken her mother for granted. And She's never, you know, she's wishing that she could go back and fix this stuff. And then she is walking and she sees mom. And it's a young mom. It's a fresh mom. And it doesn't matter because it's her mom. And just that joy that she feels for her mother to be alive. I lost my mom right before I was 30. And I just... I. I could relate to that so much. If I could go back in time and see my mama young, oh, I'd do it. I'd do it. It was so powerful. All of the mom scenes, I just, I loved them. Um, 
But as far as like really memorable family member scene, I loved when she kind of um, has these family moments at the very end, right before she goes back. So she's with her dad her and her mom and like he taught her how to ride a bike and then he let go and she fell um and they eat tteokbokki uh, just i loved like that they made those moments together and um and then she bought him a guitar um those were just really sweet and precious um those like kind of early family moments that of course they would remember as just friend moments and also um, every time that she like basically tried to keep him from uh, hooking up with her mom. I also love that too. I think she, she kind of helped them to be better people to each other. Um, and I, I just have to say that I, I loved the bike ride, him teaching her how to ride the bike and telling her that what kind of a father doesn't teach their child to ride yes. a bike. Um, not knowing that when she's learning how to ride a bike, he can't move his leg. Yes. So, I mean, and he's hurting all the time, emotionally and physically. It's just, ugh, gutted. The plot point that really hit me with the family the hardest was when she was there, when he got his he just came out of being tortured and she realized what the situation was and why he was the way he is in the situation with her uncle, that whole scene, that whole realization that changed every outlook she had on her whole life Mm. and the pain she felt for his situation and the angst and how he wouldn't go get his foot healed because his dad or his brother was still there and that's why he couldn't walk and just all of that and she is one of the most amazing actresses when it comes to crying because she sucks me in every every time time. yeah like every time that actress has a talent and 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 she just makes you feel her (sighs) pain and that scene was like chef's kiss so good and And i think Because, I mean, everybody, all of us have experienced the loss of a parent Mm -hmm. and like you can just, I felt like this drama in many ways felt very healing to me because (laughs) it is about like, we can't fully understand what made them the way that they were. And Mm -hmm. so for her to be able to go back and see it and see why her adult parents ended up the way that they ended up. Um, oh, it was really moving. Well, and then to be able to change that, that Mm. was the moment she forgave her father. She was able to help him as well as her mom, because that was never on her focus was helping him. Mm. But in that just ability to encompass him and love him in her life and just, oh, like that. Just even thinking about it, it's making me like tear up. It was so good. So good. It was like that, that giant burst of at the very top of the plot arc. And it's just like, that was the moment. 
though, that was definitely my pick, but I'm glad you did it because I probably would have cried because, <laughs> because it just with her dad and my, like you said, we've all lost somebody, but my dad didn't reveal some of the things that happened to him during his time of serving in the war. And so it was one of those, like being able to change stuff like that was my biggest feeling of like, when I was watching the scene, I was like, oh my gosh, if I could go back in time <laughs> and make things yeah. better or make things easier, like I really wish I could, but that aside, because again, if I talk more, I'll cry. But um, one of my favorite scenes was when she helped her mom stand up for herself. And because her mom just needed the support. It's not that she wasn't brave enough to stand up for herself, but she really needed somebody to help support her because like her parents, she was worried that they weren't going to support her as a writer or even going to school or college that just didn't really happen that much at that time and all that stuff. So her, her daughter best friend at the time, you know, thinks that she's her best friend, helps her stand up for herself and regains her first, the book that she wrote and is able to get her name put on it. And in, in that way changes her mom's trajectory in her life as well. And just that proud moment and them two together of being able to, to do that and share that love. Cause that book was always her favorite. And she didn't even know that her mom, it was the one that wrote it. So that whole storyline of her helping her mom kind of stand up for herself, be, uh, stand, you know, kind of move into that writer, published writer, uh, that early in her life and then move on from that. It was just, I really, um, really connected with that and loved that part of, of the story arc. Mm. All right. Romance. Yay or nay. Okay, I'm 100% yay. Like, this was so, so swoony. It was so understated. They didn't even have, like, I didn't even notice until it was over that they didn't even have, like, a steamy kiss. Like, they a just... at all. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> they held hands. Like, it was so romantic. And they were just such a lovely couple. I'm 100% yay. I actually had some friends that that was a problem with them. They were not <gasps> feeling their chemistry. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, and I'm not sure if it, just because there was so much going on, they just felt that that didn't need it added in. But I actually loved it that it was such an understated, just connecting through experience moment that it didn't really need to be said like, oh, we're in love. You know, it was just so organic how they and, came together and it didn't distract from the serial killer and the healing family moments and it was it necessary became, like we yeah. wouldn't have been, like they had to have genial back in time <laughs> and i for one <laughs> loved seeing you know leather clad jin young walk in so uh, uh nice cameo very yeah. appreciated <laughs> But yeah, so I just felt it was so organically done and that they had great chemistry together and just vibed really well. And it's not as flashy as a lot of romances that we see. And I think that maybe had something to do with it is it wasn't a flashy romance. It was just very much an emotional connection that was not having to be brought to the forefront. And so I love that. And I love the last scene where they're, in their time traveling, going out together. I I didn't realize it was to go before the dad arrived. I guess they're doing something ca- again, maybe trying to change the dad's trajectory. Who knows? Or but save the sister. I love that. 
I love that they're going off together again and that that's their life is just adventures together wherever it leads them. And so it's kind of cool. It's fun. I loved that it really was just based on like supporting each other. Like, it, like you guys said, it was an organic relationship and it was all about like helping each other through what they were experiencing, both of their family drama and everything, and just supporting each other through everything. And it felt very real. And there was, I felt like there was swoony moments without having there be, you know, the kissing or the leaning or the fire crackling moments or any of that kind of stuff, but they had a really great chemistry. And I feel like because I've watched other dramas that he's in where he has a very similar vibe when it comes to his, um, leading, leading in the, in their romances. Like, I feel like he tends to have this, like, it's a very believable relationship and it doesn't always have to have the, the fireworks and the sparks and all that stuff. He just really makes you believe that he's just this super supportive person that helps you through whatever you need to be working through. So I am completely a yay for the really, the romance. We should also mention like the parents romance is mm. also super swoony, like especially towards the end where he's supporting her at the death of her sister and she's supporting him through the trauma of his brother's communist situation and all of that. Like, that is some really deep emotional growth, and I loved it. So, yay on that, Sorry. too. Yeah. I think that the most romantic thing that, I mean, it just screams romance in a very understated way is when you can be someone's comfort. Mm. Um, they, they're pushed together. But they very quickly realize that they, they have a lot of things in common. They can, um, and they, they're able to comfort each other. And like when he asks her if he can hug her or she, it's either him asking if he can hug her or her. All I know is my heart was like, pitter pat, pitter pat, pitter pat. Mm. Because you can kiss and you can have steamy kisses and yay, I'm all for those. But sometimes you just need someone to, to comfort you. And I loved that they, they kind of danced around each other. It was this whole, we're living in the same house and we've got some little sparky sparks, but we're not going to pay attention to these because we've got to, we've got to solve a murder. And we're supposed to be related. And we're supposed to be related. <laughs> and how ick is that? Um, but I do, I loved the romance. I loved I'm telling you what, when Jin Young showed up, baby CL Kita goes, oh my gosh, he could be their baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm squealing like a teenage girl. I'm like, it's Jin Young. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look, him, I had to pull him up and show her who he was. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. Cause she's 15. Did you tell I her just that don't Aunt get it. Drama Jen, uh, you know, held his hand? No, because I'm so <laughs> jealous of you for that. For way too long. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I, I just, I felt like the romance was, it was the right amount of romance. We kept our focus on the story and the romance just fit right in. And the romance between the mom and dad, I, I love how he just laid eyes on her and he was not stopping. Yeah. 
And how, how could her mother not love him when he, he, you know, he stuck with her and he had been through so much and it makes sense. It makes sense. Even if he was a turd, when we met him in the beginning, he would always be that man that she first met. So opposite of romance, or maybe not, (laughs) I don't know if that's opposite, but so the killer ended up being Hey June's father. Dun, dun, dun. Take off my glasses and I'm super evil now. Can we officially add him to our hot serial killer dad list? That was written by K-Muse, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what and gave the, it away? Right? And the answer is 100% we can add him to the hot serial killer dad list. He comes in to the drama, very like just kind of goofy. And, you know, he, he's the one that's going to help him fix the car. And he, he was just a very nice, sweet boy next door. Um, although then you're like, later on, you're like, okay, so mom split and left the baby with you. And then you just go off to the U S and abandon your child too. I don't get that. What, you know, you seem like a, a really great guy. And then we understand that he was sent off to the U S because his dad figured out that he was the killer and was like, I'm going to take care of the baby, but not give him any attention. And I'm going to send you off to keep, keep you away. But so there wasn't any other question besides hot serial killer dad <laughs> but although <laughs> I want to point out the grandpa did like kept it because he made a vow that he was not going to find happiness because of the, right, the right. hiding the truth that he was going right. to spend his whole life atoning in angst for right. the trauma his son caused. So, so that's to- why he didn't let himself be happy with his grandson. Right. It so wasn't lack of love. It was he was he was hurting himself and he didn't see how much he hurt his grandson too. So yeah. Um yeah, yeah. I, I want to quickly mention because I think we're we've got a couple more questions and we're wrapping this up, but I loved his mother. I loved almost every scene. Like she I I need to look that actress up because I just loved her uh um the feel of her character and the, and her acting and everything in the scenes that she was in. Um, so I, I feel like even the way they explained of why she originally abandoned him and then all the touching scenes between the two of them before she left and even him coming back and telling her it's okay, you're good. Your son will understand and all of that. I, I loved their dynamic and um, they did a, a screenshot of like the two parents that had that made up Hey June and then the two parents that had the female lead and how they all do look like they could have birthed do- those children. And then how Hey June and uh, Yoon Young, is that her name? Yeah. yeah. How yeah. they could have had Jin Young and how they all, I thought it was really cute. And then there was a behind the scenes where Jin Young comes on, on the set and he's like, so which parent am I supposed to look like? And the director's like, you are a perfect match between the two. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I am kind of a good match. Between the two. <laughs> so that's so was, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, Hey June's father, hot serial killer dad. Yeah. Well, he's on the list. <laughs> he is totally on the list, but you guys remember in the very beginning, he was always putting limitations on what he would do. Like he had to be in control all the time. I'll only do this if you can solve this Rubik's cube in so mm. many seconds. You know, and he, 
if you look back, he was, he was nice, but there's like steel underneath him. He had, he was like calculating in everything he did. Um, and even, you know, even his interactions with his son, it was, it was like he, he was acting. Now, of course, he's an actor, he's, he's acting, but the, the character just never, never gelled for the role mm. that he was in. Like, I never thought he was the, the, um, the tea shop owner's boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. Like, how did that happen? Um, so, yeah, he's totally hot serial killer. Um, I'll put him on my wall, you know. That's what I do. Amber's gonna put him in her hidey hole. In my in my murderer hidey hole. Yeah. Yeah. Lifetime uh, goals. So <laughs> yeah, K drama Jen here saying, um, yeah, he goes on the list. Just saying. All right. Now that that we have that all um approved that he is officially on the list. What rating did we give this drama and would we recommend it? I believe I gave it like a nine or a 9.5 and I 100% recommend. So yes, hit good, think- hit hard. I might even move it to a 10 after having it done a little while. I love this drama. What I'm really happy about is even though we did kind of go off on a little bit of like, but what about this? And what about this? We brought it back into where we didn't go too far because I feel like too much analysis of it might make it where we don't like it as much. (laughs) Um, But because I think I rated it either a 9.5 or a 10 when I finished, it's again, this is this and missing season two are like my favorite dramas of the year so far. Um, I would 100% recommend it. And I think it would make it an excellent binge watch. I think it'd be really good. You've got the red herrings. Yes, yes we to- we totally enjoyed watching it as it was airing, but you can't do that anymore. So I think it'll make a really great binge watch. And I think it really introduced a lot of actors and actresses that I'm like, I need to, I need to keep an eye on these people. So I'm really happy about that. I gave, I'm, I'm going to give it a 10. It pulled me back in and I've got another drama that I'm watching now. Um, it made me feel like there was some good stuff out there still because because I was on the struggle bus and I didn't know that I needed a time travel serial killer show that would bring me back. I mean, we always need time travel serial killer shows in our <laughs> lives, I think. I mean, I, just... I, we should always have one on the back burner. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I don't I know it's crazy because I don't use my drama list like the rest of you all do. So mm. I don't have. um you know, an actual rating. I just want to say I highly recommend it. And I really think that this is the kind of drama. I agree that it would be a good binge watch. Um, So if you have like a nice long weekend, just, you know, throw it in and and just enjoy it, but watch it with other people because you're going to want to turn to one another. And I mean, if you're listening to this, you darn well better have already watched, watched it, it because we're going to ruin it for you. But if you're recommending it to others, you know, make sure that they that they have somebody to watch it with because half of the fun was being able to be like, oh, what? What? No way. So, yes. But yes or come at least recommend. join our Patreon and come over on our Discord and we will chat it with you. So, 
Well, and there's everybody chatting yeah. well, and we we hide the spoilers. So if you don't yes. want to be spoiled, yes. you don't have to. Yeah. So it's fun to watch a show, even if it's like you're weeks behind, and then you can go back and uh, the way you do is you click on it, and then it'll put the spoilers so mm-hmm. you can see them. So it's nice having that spoil-free section as well as as you can avoid them if you want. Right. So. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 